Give God some praise in the house today. Get ready, get ready. You need a miracle. Get ready, get ready. You need a breakthrough. Get ready, get ready. I pray before you walk out of here in the next moments, few moments, that you will see a total transformation of an invasion of heaven on earth and in through your body and in through your circumstances and in through your life that you would see and witness your miracle today. Our God is a miracle-working God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The God we serve is a God that operates by kingdom laws. And, and some of the kingdom laws is uh, one of them seed time and harvest time. Uh, and, and that's so very important that uh, seed time and harvest time is what God wants us to do. But let me tell you what, he told me today to take you to the next level, to make sure you're operating in your inheritance. So I'm asking you the question this morning, have you received your inheritance? Have you received your inheritance? Because he wants you to understand what that means so that you can come into your inheritance. Uh, so that you're not just living by seed time, harvest time, but you're living uh, in your inheritance as well. Now, seed time and harvest time is uh, one of the kingdom laws and principles that operates whether you're a believer or not. You can be a total heathen and not even believe in God and you can, you can uh, use the kingdom principles of God and they'll work for you. Just like God has created gravity for this earth. Whether you're an atheist or whether you believe God or not, gravity's going to work for you, okay? Because that's just one of God's laws. And, and in His kingdom, He has the laws of reciprocity. That law is a very powerful law. You reap what you sow. Galatians 6 and 7, do not be deceived. God will not be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. So, so that is one of the principles that works for everybody. You've got to work it, though. You've got to sow. If you're going to reap, you've got to sow. Uh, he tells us in Luke 6 and 38, given it shall be given to you, pressed down, a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will he put it back into your bosom? For with the measure that you use, it's going to be multiplied to come back. That measure multiplies coming back to you. These are kingdom principles, and seed time, harvest time is awesome. The law of reciprocity is awesome. Awesome. I have uh, in my office, uh, at, at my home office, I have a bookshelf there with some books on it, and there on the shelf is an ear corn, and uh, it's dried corn, field corn. And uh, one of my kids recently said, Dad, what is that corn up there for? And I said, it just reminds me. It reminds me of the law of reciprocity that you put one kernel, one little kernel went in the ground and produced a stalk that had maybe three to four ears of corn on it. This is just one of those with the many kernels on here. And it reminds me every day of the law of reciprocity, that we have seed that we can sow and we can see a, a harvest come back from the seed that we sow. Your finances are a seed. That's why you always see me standing up ready to give because I, some people say, well, you know what? I'm not that excited about giving. Well, then you don't understand the law of reciprocity. I love it that I'm a, I grew up on a farm and I know that, that uh, with us, we had seasons. There was a, a spring harvest. There was summer harvest. There was a fall harvest. There was even a winter harvest, but you had to sow in those seasons to be prepared to receive it. We didn't want just one harvest. We lived off of the land, so we needed a perpetual harvest coming in, so we had to have perpetual seed going in the ground. So when I come here on Wednesday night, I, I, bring, I bring an offering. And I come here on Sunday morning, first service, I bring an offering. I come here second service, I bring an offering. You say, well, you're the pastor, you're supposed to. No, I'm a smart guy that understands the law of reciprocity, and I want a continual harvest coming in. Hallelujah! Because your finances are seed and your actions are seed. I look at that ear of corn and I'm like, you know, the day I'm walking out of my office, I'm going into this day, my actions are seed. And if I give bad actions, do bad things, have bad attitudes, I'm going to re reap bad attitude. Sometimes we wonder, why in the world is everybody getting on my nerves? Because you first started getting on their nerves, okay? <laughs> it's just the law. It's just the law. Everybody acting crazy and funny, but you were the one acting crazy and funny, you know? Because you got to be careful what actions and what attitudes you have sown. There's a, the kingdom work. I mean, it's the law. It's the law, just like gravity. Whether, whether you like it or not, if I fall off of this stage, I'm going to hit the floor. I can pretend I'm on the moon and I'm going to float, but I'll wake up really quick 
when I step off the side of this platform that the law of gravity is still at work here. Well, the law of reciprocity is still at work here. I'm here to tell you, as long as you're on this side of heaven, it can work for you whether you're a Christian or not. There are many non-believers, multi-billionaires, who are known to be some of the biggest givers, and people are like, why do they give away so much? Because they understand this principle. They understand when I tried to hold it all to myself, there's just something about causes it to decay. It causes it to rot. It causes it to, to, to be diminished. But when I give some of it away, it's amazing that it opens up some floodgates. They don't, some of them have come up with different reasonings, but we know what it is. It's the law of reciprocity. So your, your, your finances are seed. Your actions are seed. Did you know your words are seed? When I walk out of my office every day, I see that ear of corn laying up, up there on that shelf, and it reminds me me that I got to be careful what I sow with my mouth. My words are seed because you will live in what you speak. And if you don't like the way you live, you may need to change the way you talk. Okay? Because life and death is in the power of the tongue. Blessing and curses in the power of the tongue. I got to be careful with this law of reciprocity what I am sowing because I'm going to reap what I sow, the Bible says. And it's coming back. One kernel went in, and here's ears of corn with hundreds of kernels coming back. It's multiplied just like God said it would be. Did you know your decisions that you make are seeds that you sow under the law of reciprocity? And your decisions have consequences. Uh, you make dumb decisions and you expect God to cancel your harvest. I'm telling you, God says, please give me a break. Stop making dumb decisions. Uh, seek me. Seek my counsel. Make decisions according to the, uh, the plumb line teaching of my word. Uh, I, I've given you the standard. I've given you the moral compass. I've given you my word. So, so make decisions based on my word that you know is my will. And then you'll reap a good harvest from your decisions. You know, you know, we want God to keep stepping in the middle of our bad harvest, uh, but we keep making bad decisions. We keep taking a hammer and knocking our thumb, flattening our thumb uh, uh, when we're trying to nail a nail, and we're like, God, please heal my thumb. God, take the pain away. And then you just go and, and heals it, and then you knock it again. God, take the, God says, get a pair of needle-nose pliers and hold the nail. You got to change what you're doing, man. If you got that bad of aim, you got to stop knocking it. Your, your decisions have consequences. So the law of sowing and reaping is a law. Capital L-A-W. It is a law. And, and ignorance of the law doesn't mean you're exempt from it. You can be driving down the road and a police officer pulls you over and he says, uh, did you know you're, you're exceeding the speed limit? You're driving 45 and a 25. You can say, well, I didn't know it was 25, the speed limit. He says, ignorance of the law is no excuse. I mean, and you, you can say, well, I know the mayor, and he's going to laugh at you. You know, you got to be careful, okay? You just got to know the law. He said, now you know the law. You're going to pay the penalty of breaking the law. That, they are. I had one police officer tell me that is one of the things they hate. I know the mayor, or I know, you know, you know whatever, you know. It's like, I'm doing my job. I'm doing my job here, okay? So you got to learn the law and make it work for you instead of against you. Okay, so now that's the law of reciprocity, but this what God is telling me this morning that I'm to push on. And I'm telling you, I'm, you know, Dr. Wing, is he here yet? Maybe he's maybe delivering a baby. He's, he's many times called in the hospital and he's delivering babies and he's not able to be with us. But uh, he was telling me he wanted to be in one of the services and this lady was just hanging out, you know, just hanging out. And he's just like, come on, push, let's get this thing out. Push, come on, I want to get in church this morning. And uh, she was just having a party there, had her, all of her family gathered around and ready to have a, you know, a bar mitzvah or something other. And he's like, wait a minute, we're supposed to be having a baby. And... Um, just push, push. Well, I'm here to help you and coach you. Push, push. We don't want to do away with the law of reciprocity because we can't. It's a law and you need to understand it. But what we want to talk to you about this morning is moving you into also, in addition to law of reciprocity, moving you into inheritance. And into inheritance. That's what the Lord is saying. And the good thing about inheritance is inheritance is not seasonal. Inheritance is not something that just keeps coming and going. It's, it's permanent. Hallelujah. Somebody say, this thing's going to stick. Hallelujah. Inheritance is not based on what you do. Law of reciprocity is. Inheritance is based on who you are. Who you are. 
And we, and we need this understanding that, that while harvest is based on what we do, that with this inheritance that God has for us focuses on who we are becoming. And I want to help you become that son and daughter of God, mature today, so that you can receive your inheritance. Uh, that was about uh, 15 years ago. I was uh, 39. It's hard to believe I was 39 one time, but yeah, I think we all were. And, uh, and I, it, I got the news that my, my father passed away. And, and uh, my father was not supportive uh, of me going into ministry and all that stuff. And, and for some, you know, Satan working his work had always tried to put a wedge uh, because, you know, my dad just wasn't into this church stuff. And, and uh, he thought it was a foolish decision I'd made. And uh, so there was never really any support there. And, and it's almost as though I didn't belong in the family. I felt like a stranger. When I would go, it was like I was tolerated. And it felt very very weird as I spent all these years out, uh, out of the family. But when he passed, uh, my sister is uh, doing his uh, estate and, and, and everything. And she says, uh, you know, dad didn't have a will. So everything comes under the, uh, the, the courts of state of South Carolina. And the uh, state of South Carolina has a covenant that says uh, if there's no surviving spouse or is not married, then everything is split equally among the children, the biological children. And you are one of the children, so you get a third of the estate. And uh, now if my dad had written a will, I may have been uh, removed out of it. But because he didn't, the law of the land said that it would be split uh, equally. So I got a third of the estate, and I was able to use that uh, in my, uh, uh, my... Pastor Dick and I had a business opportunity, and we really... The church was struggling financially, and it's like everything we could do, we just couldn't, just couldn't make it happen. And we said, Lord, if you'll open my door, we'll, we'll use our entrepreneurship and business skills that you've given us, and we'll help fund your kingdom too, because we don't want to be only, you know, just depending on others, if you've given us the gifts for this, and we just need the funding. And that we used and purchased a business that was uh, offered to us at that time, which has is, is done amazing over the last 15 years. It's just tremendous what it did, but that helped us get in the door for that. Now, that was an inheritance that came to me because of who I was. I was the blood son of Jimmy Lambert Sr., and because I was biologically a blood child of his, the law said a third of that inheritance came to me. And even though it wasn't a, a lot, it was a seed that we used that God has blessed and multiplied. We took the inheritance and, and used it in the law of reciprocity. And the law, law of reciprocity has multiplied it over and over and over. Well, I'm here to encourage you today that God says that if you will place your faith in Jesus Christ, whom I have sent, my only begotten Son, that if you'll believe in Him, you don't have to perish, but you can have everlasting life. He is the bridge that reconciles you, brings you into the family, that if you place faith in Jesus Christ and call upon Him to be your Lord and Savior, you're born again. And you're born again into the family of God, a son or a daughter of the Most High God. And as a son and as a daughter, you have a rightful inheritance that is yours. Hallelujah. And, and, and this sonship that he talks about doesn't mean gender. It doesn't mean that at all. It means your position as a child of God, as, as, as joint heirs with Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible says. You become joint heirs of the inheritance with Jesus Christ, sons and daughters of the Almighty God. So there is something that the Father has that he wants to give his son Jesus, and Jesus doesn't want it all for himself, so he's raised up a way that there could be brothers and sisters in Christ, <clears throat> that sons and daughters of God, that we would, and he shares the inheritance with us. Hallelujah. And Hebrews chapter 2 uh, says that when you place your faith in Jesus, that you are considered a brother or a sister to Jesus positionally. You're adopted in the family under the law of the land. You are now in the rightful place to receive your inheritance. You are legally in the family. It's called covenant. 
And the covenant that we have, Hebrews tells us, was a, is the best covenant of all the covenants in the Bible. It's the best covenant. And it was mediated by the best high priest. And it was signed not with the blood of a lamb, but the blood of the Son of God. And Jesus is our high priest. It is a covenant that cannot be broken, will not be broken. It is a covenant that God has made between you and I. And let me tell you what. He says in this covenant, if you place your faith in Jesus Christ, I become your heavenly Father and the inheritance is yours. Hallelujah. Now there's this old theological uh, might would call it quicksand or bog that holds people back that believes that the inheritance is ours when we get to heaven. Part of it is a heavenly inheritance. Yes, it is. But let me tell you what. The majority of it is an inheritance on this earth. We must understand that. And in order for an inheritance to pass, there has to be a death. A death is required in order for the transfer of the inheritance. This New Testament, this last will and testament, is, it cannot be transferred without a death certificate. When my father passed away, my sister said that the estate had to purchase 10, 12, 15 death certificates. I said, what? I'd never gone through that. I said, well, what, what is that for? She said, I have to give a certified death certificate to all of these institutions and places to let, them, let there be a certification that he is no longer in charge over this, that it is being dispersed according to the will, and being that he didn't have his own will, the state had a will, you might would say, that it goes a third to each child. And, uh, and, and my sister was over that, and she worked for an attorney, so she's counting to the penny to the penny. And I'm like, oh, don't worry, just round it. And she's like, no, no. I said, you're doing all the work. She said, that's not, that's not it. She said, you don't understand. This is, this is legal and it's going to be to the penny. So I'm here to tell you what God has for you. You're going to get it to the penny, whether it's healing, whether it's deliverance, whether it's empowerment, whether it's promotion, whatever, you're going to get it to the penny. God is not holding it back. It is legal. He set the law up. This isn't a default law of the state of South Carolina or the state of Virginia. This is a default law of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So we, we see that Jesus died on the cross and part of that, uh, him dying and saying it is finished was that this transfer could take place. You said, but he rose on the third day and that's why he had to get out of the earth and go to the heaven so that it wouldn't disqualify us using the inheritance now. Hallelujah. So I want you to move into inheritance. And some would ask me, well, what, does it, what do I have to do for this inheritance? If I'm born again, where is it at? Where is that? Well, there's some criterion that has to be met. And I call it, you know, like our destiny has a security code on it, if you could say that way. You know, a security code is a series of, you know, if you're ever trying to open a safe, you listen to it and you hear the click and drops, and then you flip it the other way and turn it, turn drops and then you go the other way I've tried that before not that I was trying to break into anybody's safe I just wanted to see if it worked and it didn't work for me I was missing some of those uh, some of those things a security code but in life the security code is a series of challenges and problems and mountains and adversities that we have to face Every one of us, there is a real devil that is trying to kill still and destroy Jesus said it so we, we're not exempt from the warfare of this, of, of here on earth and the spiritual warfare that Satan brings. So it's how we handle it is going to determine how long it's going to take for our full inheritance to be transferred. And, and that is so very important for us to know. How do I know that? Move to Galatians 4 and we see two verses of Scripture that are very, very important here. I want to take this moment and say... My wife is coming home on Tuesday, so if I have an extra smile on my face, it's because I'm going to be picking her up. I think it's the first time in 24 years we've been apart, and uh, you know, I don't know that a wedding is that important anymore. I think we've got to tell family from now on, if you can't get us all, you're not getting us. Now, I know that sounds selfish, but man, I have missed her, but Morgan and Caleb have been so wonderful. They've been fixing me breakfast, and they've been, man, these guys are amazing. They are amazing. Man, mama done good raising them. And uh, what a blessing. They've been cleaning and washing dishes and baking and baking and, and feeding the neighborhood kids with some of the stuff they've been baking. Okay, 
But uh, Rodika, if you're watching, honey, I love you. I miss you. Hurry, hurry home. Tell the pilot he don't even need to stop that plane. Just keep on flying. Keep on flying. <laughs> and for everybody tuned in, we welcome you. We love you guys here at Christian Embassy. God is using these folks here and using you to reach the world. We get testimonies and we get emails and we get texts and we get messages from all over the world, folks' lives that are totally transformed and changed and healed and delivered. Churches that are starting under the banner of Christian Embassy International Church all over the world. I keep getting more requests and more requests, and I didn't even put out the notice that we would do that. But they're like, can we come under your covering? Can we be a part? Can we use your messages? Can you help us? And, uh, and thank God for how you guys are reaching the world. Hallelujah. In and through these cameras, you are going beyond these walls and making an eternal difference for the kingdom of God. Praise His name. So now we're moving back from, from back into the message here. We're looking at moving into our inheritance and, uh, and, and what it takes to have full transfer. Now, as I, you see this picture on the screen, this is not evolution, okay? Please, that, that, you don't see an amoeba, you don't see a frog, you don't see a, a cat or a, or a squirrel or a, a monkey. Or, no, okay, that, you don't see that. You see a little baby. A little toddler, and then a, a young guy, and a teenager, and an adult. Okay, so this is the maturing process of life. Why do I have that, that up there? Because of Galatians 4, 1 and 2. Verse 1 says, Now I say that the heir, who is the heir? You and I, sons and daughters of God, we are the heir. As long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave or the one who's outside the family, or one outside the covenant. It would be a better translation. If you're not in the family, or you're not in the covenant, you are, you, even though you're a child, you're an heir, there's no difference there. Though he was master of all, it, you don't have access to it. And I'm putting my foot down and saying, as pastor of Christian Embassy, I'm not going to allow heirs to continue to sit under the sound and the ministry of this house and not be pushed on and challenged to grow up and mature so they can be a transfer of this inheritance into your life. You may have trillions of dollars coming to you. You may have 400,000 acres coming to you. Somebody claim it in the name of Jesus. You, and you're a part of the family. You're positionally in a great place, but you don't have it yet. And the reason being is because you're still immature. You're still immature. Positionally, you have the right to own everything that Jesus owns, but because of immaturity, the inheritance is not transferred, but it's held in a trust, and, and you can't come into it. Here this year, sad occasion in our family, one of my first cousins uh, down in South Carolina, the Lord had really blessed him and his business had grown and gotten a multi-million dollar business going there and had you know, homes and rentals and beachfront properties and home in the Bahamas and uh, he was pilots, so he's flying helicopters and got his own helicopter and several planes, uh, 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 has his own landing strip in his backyard and hangar and all built there in the back of his house. And he and his wife and some friends were flying to the Bahamas to their house there for the weekend and the plane went missing and they've never been able to find it. And here he's got this multi-million dollar business and all these people that work there that depend on him and he has two sons who are still underage. And... Uh, so what happened is my uncle, my dad's brother, Uncle Wayne, has to step in as the guardian. And all of that, all of this has illegally come under the trust for those two boys, but it cannot be transferred to them yet because they are too young. They're immature. Now, the oldest one is said during this summer when he's out of school, he's going to start working for his dad's company uh, from the dirt level up. They do construction work of building uh, uh, bridges and building... Uh, uh, interstates and that kind of stuff and he's going to start with the shovel and he wants to my uncle wants him to learn it from the the first lowest job you can get all the way up so that when he's old enough when he's mature and it's transferred over to him this multi-million dollar uh, operation is transferred over to him he'll be able to to stand under the weight of it because he went through the maturing process. Do you think he's going to have fun with a shovel in his hand, knowing that he owns the whole company, knowing he owns everything, but he's out there doing the grunt work that the new hirelings are, are, are having to do? But 
I'm sure he's going to do it with a different attitude because he knows with every shovel full of dirt and every ditch that he digs and every uh, traffic flag, you know, he's the one standing there spinning the flag, you know, stop, you know, drive slow, you know, all day long. He's, he's learning. He knows that I have to do this, but I'm doing it with a purpose, that I'm going to step into my inheritance. And that's what we got to do. We got to see that the challenges that we have, no matter what they are, we got to do them with the right attitude. We got to face them with the right heart because we know they're temporary. They're temporary. We're pressing through this because we own it all. God is called for a transfer of it all to come to us. It is legally ours. All we got to do is mature and come up under this thing in faith so that we can handle that. And that's why I think it's so very important that we have a church here at Christian Embassy where we don't celebrate watered-down preaching and watered-down church and watered-down worship and watered-down sermons because unless you get something that challenges you, unless you get something that's pushing on you, you may never come into your place of maturity. I'm telling you, we must not desire some little sermonette so that we can get out and run to the dinette and get us a little biscuit. Okay, come on now. We can't grow. We cannot grow on preaching that tries to dance around every problem in the world and never deal with somebody because we're afraid that we might lose a cheerleader. Not in this house because too much is at stake here. Too much is at stake here. Your eternity, you fulfilling your destiny is at stake. And I need to let you know that I've come today to challenge you. I'm telling you, I want to push on you. I've come to stir you up. Oh God, help me stir. I'm stirred up. I want to stir you up. I've come to light a fire under you, a fire of God's Word that purifies and strengthens. I've come to challenge you so that you can, so there can be some resistance there, that you grow some muscle, some maturity in your faith. Hallelujah. Because I've got to challenge you to move. I've got, I feel the Spirit of the Lord said, challenge them to move. I've got to make you hate C to the place you're ready to move on to D. And then to hate D to where you're ready to move on to E, okay? I've got to violate your comfort zone because your comfort zone, let me tell you what will cause you to have muscle that will deteriorate. You'll get fat and sassy. You'll watch the sun rise and set from a chair. And the next thing you know, you won't even be able to get up and go out there. We got, I, I'm telling you what, I want to violate your comfort zone. I want to work you out to where you soar in the morning. When you get up in the morning, you're like, oh man, my, my faith muscle are sore. I didn't even know I had muscles there. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I, I got to make you no longer happy with where you are so that you can see where I'm at in God. I'm not happy. I'm ready to move forward and advance the kingdom of God. And the reason why is because there's more. There's more. You said, I've experienced greatness of God. There's more. You said, I've experienced miracles from God. There's more. You said, I've experienced grace from God. There's more. You said, I've experienced mighty things from God. There's more. There's more. And as long as you're an heir, even though it is rightfully, positionally yours, it's in a trust, it's not coming to you until you come under these guardians and stewards, which then causes an appointed time by the Father, a time where you can possess everything God has for you. I'm here to tell you today that there is a day. There is a day. I said there is a day when you're going to start living in what you were born for. You're going to start living in what you were born for. Hallelujah. And until that time, God has put it under guardianship and stewards so to push on you and to get you out there on the, with the shovel and learning it from the dirt up. Okay. So that you can be in the right place with the right heart and the right mind and the right uh, attitude to stand under the weight of the glory of what God wants to do in and through you. He doesn't put the inheritance in, in, in a child. No more than you would give a key, car keys, to a 10-year-old and say, how about run to the grocery store and get me some milk? Man, you better not do that. Now, we would have done that on the farm because we were driving tractors and trucks since we, were eight, since we could reach the pedals, okay? But that's not the norm, okay? Let me tell you what. You gotta, you gotta mature. You gotta, you gotta grow up. And how do you do that? God, we see it right here. He puts you under guardians and stewards. 
How does he mature you? He puts you under guardians and stewards. Just like my cousins now are under Uncle Wayne as their guardian and, and steward. But, and all that's theirs, but it can't be transferred until, they're, uh, until he sees it's right and mature, their age can handle that. So God puts us under guardians and stewards until the appointed time comes. And if you're never under anybody, you'll never get to your appointment. You'll never have that transfer. And Satan has so set things up that we're in a day where nobody wants anybody to tell them what to do. We don't even want our mama or our daddy to tell us, much less a preacher or a leader that God puts into our life. So what do we do? We flounder around our whole lives. I say, an end to that. We're not, I'm not going to let you flounder. I'm not going to let you miss your destiny. I'm not going to let you miss your promotion. We're not going to do that. Because when you don't come under, you never advance, you never really come into anything, and you repeat the same old cycles over and over. And because we are unruly and because we're unteachable and we're rebellious, we like to freelance everything. We, we, go, we go everywhere. We won't connect. We won't join. We won't commit. We won't get involved. And we never get an appointment. And we wonder why. And we live our lives angry and frustrated. And we can't understand why we're not blessed. It's because you never had that date with God where, he's a, where He makes the transfer because you took the time to come under guardian and stewards uh, to be pushed on and matured. See, see, to mature is not based on what I do. It's who I'm becoming. It's who I'm becoming. The law of reciprocity is based on what you do. If you, God will not be mocked. You're going to reap what you sow. If you sow it, you're going to reap it. But, but, but that's on what you do. But inheritance is based on who are you becoming. So, so what does this mean? It, it means my inheritance is locked up in somebody else. It's locked up in a, in a trustee and a trust. And some may say, well, I'll just stick with harvest. I can control that. Well, that's true because harvest is based on what you do. But I believe there's some of you want more. You say, wait a minute. If, I, if Jesus did all of this to make me a son and a daughter of the Most High God and a joint heir, then I'm not going to let my inheritance. I, you know, my sister said, you know, Dad uh, didn't have a will, but the state says you get a third. I didn't say, mm, pass, pass it by, pass it by, I don't want it. I, we were praying, God, give us at least the seed to get this business that we can help build our church. We want to we fund the kingdom. We got to fund the kingdom. That's all was driving us. And, and the Lord did it. So I, I said, well, my dad may not wanted me to have it. He didn't write it in a will to keep it from me. So the state says it's the third's mine. It's coming to me. It's a seed. It'll help us get this business. And 15 years later, we thank God for what it has helped us do here. Hallelujah. Did you know I believe this right here is what keeps a lot of churches small? See, we have options on cars and we have options on stereos and we have options on computers. We have options on appliances. We have options on restaurants. Oh, do we have options in restaurants. And, and, and if a church doesn't serve us something we like today, we go find another one. You know what? We've got the whole thing wrong. We've got the whole thing wrong. God is not here to serve us. We are created to serve Him. Come on now. And it's not discovering everything God can do for you. Let me tell you what, He's not your bellhop. The thing is that, that, that God is to be glorified through what we do. So it's about glorifying Him. It's about you understanding that we're here for His purpose. He's not here for our purpose. And when you find and fulfill His purpose for you, you have found and fulfilled your purpose you were created for. And you'll find the greatest joy and satisfaction in life. So if your goals are not being met, you might need to say, are these my goals or are these God's goals? Come on now. Your maturity leading to your destiny is locked up in other people. So God places voices and He places mentors and He places trainers and He places parents and He places grandparents and He places apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers in our life. And why does He do that? Because He's trying to get us to a place on the date of a calendar where He can transfer, where He can say, this is the day that Tim is going to get his inheritance. This is the day Tom is going to get his inheritance. This is the day Susan's going to get her inheritance because it's all tied up until that appointed time of the Father when He sees that you're mature and you can receive it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. we got to get to the place where we say, God, what do you want me to do? God, I'm, I'm, I'm growing up now. It's not all about me pitching a fit for the gummy worms at the checkout at the counter. No, God, what do you want me to do? 
And whatever you say, God, before I even hear it, I say, yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. I don't care what it costs. I don't care what the sacrifice. I just want to please you. I remember I was praying that prayer and the Lord said, I want you to, you, I was given half of a restaurant. I'm only half of a restaurant in Andrews and, 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 and more money than I'd ever dreamed of having. And here I am, you know, just, it's just this young guy, teenager, but yet I, I've got, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's amazing. And uh, the Lord's taking good care of me. But he says, I want, I, but I wasn't yet fulfilled. I was just growing in the Lord. He said, you've handled this well. You've handled that well. You've honored me with the tithe and the offerings. He says, now what I want you to do is I want you to go to Bible college. And I want to, call, I want to use you to preach my word. And, and I said, God, you've blessed me with all this. What do I do? Give it up. And he says, are you going to stick with this or are you going to go with me? I said, Lord, I'm going with you. And then I, I left it and went to, went to Bible college. And I remember when I was at Bible college and I finished up in seminary. I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you, I want you to move to Virginia and I want you to start a church. And I'm like, Lord, I don't know how to plant a church. He said, I do. I said, Lord, I don't know how to pastor a church. He says, I do. I said, Lord, uh, I'm going to depend on you. And I packed up my, you know, I was the Beverly Hillbillies. I packed up my, loaded up my truck, and I moved to Chesapeake. <laughs> and, uh, and here, this boarded up little chapel over here, and uh, I had raccoons, and I had squirrels, and I had birds, pigeons, and all kinds of uh, critters in there, even snakes. And let me tell you, I wouldn't call to be a snake handling church, but I said, you know what, God, I got Noah's Ark. He said, he said cast them out, clean it up, here we're going we're gonna to start with people, hallelujah. And, and here, you know, 27 years later, praise God, look what, what he's done. And he's reaching around the world through you guys because of, of uh, saying this right here. I don't care what it costs. I don't care what the sacrifice. I just want to please you, God. I've never done it before. He has. I've never been there before. He has. Lord, I don't have the resources. He has. Lord, I don't have the plans. He does. Come on now. You just got to give your life over to him and say, God, I want to be used by you. Amen. So we got that's That's maturity. So, so let's define childishness, okay? 1 Corinthians 13, 11, Paul says, When I was a child, this keeps you out of your inheritance, okay? I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, and I thought as a child. I had immature, undisciplined speech, I had immature, undisciplined understanding, and I had immature, undisciplined thinking. That was signs of my childishness. That was a sign that I was still not ready for the transfer of my inheritance. So I've got, I've got to grow up in what I say. I've got to grow up and mature in my understanding. In my understanding. You see, when you understand who you are and whose you are, when you understand faith, when you understand faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, then, then you're going to stand on what God said, whether you see it or not. You see what I'm saying? You're, gonna, you're not going to be up and down, flip-flop, in and out, uh, ready to go and ready to retreat all, all the time. You're going to say, no, I'm a house built on the rock. The Word says it, I'm built on that. I'm established on that. I'm not backing down. The storms will come, Jesus said. And I'm not looking at the storms as God sending the storms. Jesus said, Satan's come to kill, steal, and destroy. He's trying to destroy me. But Jesus promised that if I'm built upon the rock, the storms won't tear me down. The storms will not actually it'll make me stronger if I'm a like a palm planted let me tell you what the storms make my roots go deeper and grab into the earth what the devil means for evil gets turned around for good Joseph showed his sign of maturity when he told his brothers what the devil meant through you for evil towards me God turned it for good so now we're not fighting flesh and blood we're not out here boxing and 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 with our mouth and and with our attitude and our understanding and our thoughts we're not battling with people which is a sign of immaturity we're wrestling against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places we're doing the battle where it matters the most that's a sign of maturity you say I can't see there stop being a child you're a person of faith you're a son a daughter of faith you're to look into the unseen realm and take the word and take it in take the blood and take it there take the name of Jesus and take it there that's a sign of of maturity because he goes on to say but when I became a man I put away childish things it's time somebody say today I'm stepping into my maturity I'm putting child you he didn't say the childish things faded away he has this he had to make up his mind and put 
childish things away. Somebody needs to make up your mind here this morning. I am putting childish things away. I am putting it away. I am stepping it up into my maturity. And there's going to be a divine transfer of everything that's been held in my trust is coming to me from heavenly places. Hallelujah. See, the more I can get you into the aware, uh, awesome vastness of God's greatness, the more you'll worship Him. You know what? You just begin to say, you know what? It ain't how I feel. He deserves the praise anyway. It's not what's going on around me. What's going on around me got me a little depressed, but I'm not going to stand up here and be depressed because of what the devil's doing. No, in the midst of this storm, I see my Jesus walking on the water. I'm not looking at the wind and the waves, but I'm keeping my eye on Jesus and I'm going to walk supernaturally too. The very thing coming in to destroy me, I'm going to join him and walk on top of it in the name of Jesus. The devil is under my feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you really understood the presence of, of, of who you are standing in, you wouldn't stand there like you are bored and like you are, you know, I'm doing somebody a favor. No, I was glad when they said unto me, let me go into the house of the Lord. A childish attitude. We're going to stand there for 20 minutes and sing a song. It won't be the songs I like. It ain't the style I like. It ain't the beat I like. You, you, you ain't no better off than the slave. You're a child of God, but you're no better off than the one without a covenant because it's still under the trustee's care because you done showing your, your, your immaturity. Showing your immaturity. Let me tell you what, when you can understand, wait a minute, my God is worthy to be praised. My God is amazing. I, don't, I tell you what, I'm going to see Him for who He is no matter what's going on around me. See, God is so great, the angels are crying, holy, holy, holy. Isaiah 6 says the angels are crying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. See, the angels were looking at the glory of God filling the earth rather than the problems that you're dealing with on the earth. The glory of God can take care of the problems that you're dealing with. Hallelujah. God is so great. Uh, Revelation 4 says the angels are crying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was, who is, and who is to come. And I'm telling you what, it's time that we stand under the pressure. We stand under the battle. We stand in the midst of the fight and we say, wait a minute. This ain't about me. This is about my God. I'm going to worship Him in the midst of the storm. I'm going to worship Him in the midst of the fire. I'm going to worship Him in the midst of the lion's den. I'm going to worship Him. He is worthy. Hallelujah. See, maturity sees God's greatness uh, from the heavenly realm. And maturity sees God's greatness as, as seen in the creation of His universe. He created us so that the closest star beyond the sun is 4.3 light years away from the earth. What is that? Light, uh, light travels at what? 186,282 miles per second. Pick there went 182,262 miles. That is 670,615,200 miles an hour. Can you imagine getting in a car and driving 670,615,200 uh, miles an hour? Woo, I think that would part your hair. Come on now. And God has created something that can travel over 670 million miles an hour and the nearest star to the earth beyond the sun. It would take me 4.3 years to get there traveling at 670 million plus miles an hour. Now that's just the closest star beyond the sun. And that's in our galaxy, the closest there are other galaxies that are called. There's one, the next one over from the Milky Way is the Andromeda Galaxy. It's 2.5 million light years away. 2.5 million years I'd be traveling at 186,282 miles per second, which is 670,615,200 miles an hour. It would take me 2.5 million years traveling that fast to get to the first star in the next galaxy over. How big is our God? And they're saying there's galaxies beyond galaxies beyond even that, which tells me that these, these, those galaxies were not created for us to enjoy because we can't even see them. We can't even imagine them. But they're just there to sparkle for the glory of God. I'm talking about a big God. Hallelujah. Come on now. God is great. God's greatness in the creation of us, mankind. 
You see, we're made up of 37 trillion cells in our body and they all grow and multiply and die right on time, right on time to keep us growing and maturing. That's why the psalmist says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. He said, I got 37 trillion cells that are all moving in the right direction. They know what to do. They know when to do it. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm talking about a God in His presence. You cannot stop crying, holy, holy, holy. I'm talking about a God who measures the whole earth with the palm of His hand, the Bible says. I'm talking about a God who makes the vastness of the universe and creates things that we cannot even see or discover because they can reflect just for His glory. And if I understand the God of the Bible, I am tired of hearing He can't change my temperament. He can't get me a job. Nobody can finish school in my family. I'm tired of hearing people say, I'll never come up out of debt. I'll never get this refrigerator paid off. Uh, you know, my God can't change that. My God can't do that. I'm tired of hearing that. If our God is this great, come on, let's grow up. Let's mature and get our mindset on who He is. Let's join David, the psalmist, and say, come, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. Oh, come, oh, come and magnify the Lord with me and exalt His name together. Let us step into maturity and put a faith demand on God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we gotta, we gotta see it. We gotta understand it. We gotta think right. We gotta, we gotta understand it so that we're acting on it. We are moving. Yes, we've got the laws of the kingdom. Yes, there's law of reciprocity, but there is inheritance. And the inheritance is who you are and whose you are and who are you becoming. And God is telling me, push on the people. He's wanting to transfer. He's wanting to get it into your life. He wants you to be able to use it to advance His kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. But we gotta, we got to mature. we got to say, God, no matter what the cost, no matter what, I'm not turning back. No matter what, I'm not turning back. And, and maturity not only says I'm not turning back, I'm going to keep growing. I'm going to keep growing. See, there's something happens that can be called arrested development where you stop growing. And, and that's not a healthy thing. Our bodies were made to grow. There's skin. Your body is always uh, getting rid of as new cells of skin are growing. And, and if it's not being exposed of, it gets locked up under the skin and causes cysts and causes problems. That's just one tiny little microism of, of how God created us. We are to keep growing. We're not to stay where we were. We're not to stand in still. We are called mighty warriors. We're to advance the kingdom of God. We are to occupy until Jesus comes. We are, there's a world out there that's lost. There's a world out there that's dying. There's a world out there that don't know God. And I'm telling you what, they need to see the supernatural miracle manifest of God. They need to see the power of God. And how is that going to happen with a bunch bunch of whiny, selfish little Christians who are still under guardianship and can't get the trust of the inheritance pressed onto them. I'm telling you, it's time that we rise up and say, instead of somebody always praying for me, I'm going to start praying for somebody else. Thank God people are praying for me, but I'm going to start praying for somebody else. Instead of me always wanting God to come and bail me out this month in my finances, it's time for me to start maturing up. And I'm going to honor God with the tithe and the offering, no matter how painful it is. I'm going to sow into the kingdom of God. I'm going to be a grown-up. I'm going to be responsible. I'm going to put God first. He said, put me first, and I'll take care of everything else. Where do we miss that? Where do we miss that? Oh, God, I'll take care of all my stuff, and when it's all taken care of, if anything's left over time, if there's anything left over energy, if there's anything left over I'll give it to you. Where did we miss that? That's a child. That's a child whining and crying because they can't get a snicker bar at the checkout counter pitching a fit. No! It's not about a sugar rush for a moment. It's about advancing the kingdom of God and becoming the responsible sons and daughters of God that He's called us to be. Let faith arise. Mature. This is the day. This is the day. Paul said, I put away, I put away the childishness. I put away that, that whiny faith. I put away that whiny, no! Well, what if you don't get healed? What if you do? What if you do? Come on. You're not even, you're not even giving God who says, I am your healer. You will know me by my, my character is my name and I am your healer. 
I am your deliverer. I am your provider. I am. Do you not trust him or not? Immaturity says, I don't know if I can trust you. It's like the picture of the, of the dad uh, trying to you know, get the little bear, uh, teddy bear from the child. And he's got a huge, big teddy bear behind his back that he wants to give to her. And she's like, no, daddy, no. And that one's all tattered and dirty and torn and is too small. She's outgrown it. And she doesn't know what's behind his back. But I just saying, give me that dirty little tore up thing. And, and she's like, no, daddy, no, 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 no. Man, it's time that we say, God, I trust you. Whatever you got behind your back... I know it's good because you're a good, good God. You're a mighty, powerful God. You're an awesome God. And I'm, I'm just going to, I trust you, God. I trust you. Whatever you want, it's yours. Wherever you want me to go, I'll go. Whatever you want me to say, I'll say. However you want me to pray, I'll pray. I'm not going to pray no little mealy-miley. Well, God, if it's your will, if it's your will. He said, I showed you my will. Everyone that came to me, I healed. Everyone that came to me, bound, I freed. Everyone that came to me, he said, I know I and my Father's will is that which I want you to know as well. Hallelujah. And then you stand in maturity on the Word of God. And the devil says, you don't see anything, so I don't need to. Faith, substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I don't need to see it. I don't need faith if I see it. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. So I'm standing in faith. I'm not backing down. And, and even a religious person come up to you and say something. Say, shut up. Grow up. Don't say shut up. That may be a little too offensive. Just say grow up. Just go grow up. When you grown, can hang with the grown-ups and I'll let you come here. But you're still at the family reunion eating at the kids' table because you're spilling your Kool-Aid, okay? You're still, you still spilling your, your drink over there, okay? You're not with the grown-ups yet. You, if you can't handle it, you still want to eat sitting on top of the table rather than sitting at the chair eating off the table. You go sit with the kids over there. You, you grow up. Grow up. Don't you let nobody talk you out of your miracle. Don't you let nobody talk you out of your healing. Don't you let nobody talk you out of your deliverance. Don't you let you, nobody talk you out of your promotion. You say, no, why? I got the word on it. I got the word on it. And I, I put away childish things. I got an understanding. I've got a covenant with God. And God's not a covenant breaker. God's a covenant keeper. And I'm not backing down. And I'm not shutting up. And I'm not stopping. And I'm not giving up. I'm going forward because this is what God has called me to do. To advance His kingdom and His will on earth as it is in heaven. You can't shut me up. You can't can't back me down. I'm too grown now. Hallelujah. I understand my responsibility. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I have a special prayer I want to pray over you this morning or this afternoon. But before I pray over you, I want you first to pray for yourself. I want you to pray for yourself. Would you stand? Hallelujah. And in this, I want you to commit yourself to God. Yes, I want you to commit yourself to God where you are totally sold out. You put away the childishness. You put away the childishness. You say, God, for me to go forward, I'm 100% yours. I don't understand what that means. I don't understand what it entails, but I trust you. I trust you, Lord. So I want to give you my all. Jesus, you are my Lord. That means you're in charge. You're my Lord. Go ahead and tell him, Jesus, you're my Lord. You're in charge. I give you my life. I confess you as Lord and Savior. Fill me with your spirit, afresh and anew. God, I want the power, your power, your presence, your anointing, that I might go into this week as a mature child of God. Walking in my inheritance. In Jesus' name. Jeremiah 33 and 3, the Bible, God, this is God. God talking to some mature folk. He said, if you mature, you'll, you'll do this. He says, I want you to call unto me. I want you to call to me. I want you to trust that you can reach out with your voice and you can call to me. And if you'll call to me, I will answer you. He didn't say, I may. He said, I will. This is God. I will. Man up, woman up, and stand on that word. It is not an if, it is. He said, I will answer you. And I'll show you great and mighty things that you've not yet known. 
That means it's going beyond. You're going to the next level. You're going to see a miracle you've not seen before. You're going to see a promotion you've not seen before. You're going to see a breakthrough you've not seen before. You're going to see reconciliation like you've never seen it before. He said you've never seen it. I'm taking you to the next level. If you'll call on me. I want to pray for you right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. I speak that the word that you've received today will propel you from glory to glory. I command the blessing of God in the name of Jesus upon you. Divine success on your life. Divine prosperity on your home. Divine healing in your body. Divine health that you can walk in. Divine strength in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray prosperity in all that you do for the glory of God. I pray for you to excel in work. I pray for you to excel in school. I pray for you to excel in your relationships. I pray for you to excel in everything that you do. I command the blessing on you in the name of Jesus. That you will be an example of God's grace. That you will be a manifestation of God's love everywhere you go. You'll be a symbol of strength everywhere you go. You'll be a symbol of God's great power. Everywhere that you go, you'll be a symbol of divine honor. This is God's portion for you, I declare. Everywhere you go, that the anointing of God will rest upon you in the mighty name of Jesus. That the Lord will perfect that which concerns you. Arise and shine, for your light has come. Arise and shine, for you have the revelation. Arise and shine, for the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. And behold, there's darkness that covers the earth, deep darkness the people, but the Lord in the midst of all of this darkness will arise over you and His glory will be seen upon you. In the name of Jesus, I say the glory of the Lord has risen upon you and men shall see you and say, Behold! the favored of the Lord. Behold the one who has been blessed of the Lord. Your enemies shall not overcome you, I declare. Your adversities shall not overpower you. I say it in the name of Jesus. Those diseases will not conquer you. Those infirmities will not continue with you. Because the hand of God has spoken concerning you. And therefore the hand of God is upon your life to keep you in the way that you should go. Beginning today. Beginning today. Right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. You will see it in your own body. You will see it in your own home. You will see it in your children. You will see it in your parents your grandparents, in the mighty name of Jesus. Is there any sick among you? Is there anyone who's been afflicted among you? Right now. Right now. Right now. I command that sickness to leave your body. I command that disease to leave your body. I command that infirmity to cease and desist. I command this infirmity to halt and to never come back again. I command that pain go. In the name of Jesus. Go! In the name of Jesus. I command that cancer to die and to pass out of your body. I command that you be healed of diabetes. That you be healed of heart trouble. That you be healed of lung problems. That you be healed of asthma. In the name of Jesus. Be healed of that joint pain. That arthritis. That bursitis. That scoliosis. That lupus. That MS. Healed! In the name of Jesus. Be healed of that blood disease. Be healed of those allergies. Be healed of AIDS. Be healed of STDs. Be healed of acne. Be healed of barrenness. Be healed of that aneurysm. Be healed. All Alzheimer's, go. Palsy, go. Parkinson's, go. In the name of Jesus. You're receiving blessings in your life right now. I speak it in your life right now. Claim it. Claim it. Man up. Woman up. Claim it. It's yours. I speak it in your own. I speak it in your life. Now maturity, you begin to speak it over your own life. Say, I receive healing. I receive this healing virtue of Christ. I receive His divine healing now. I believe healing is for today. I believe healing is for everybody. I believe healing is for me. And I receive my healing now. In Jesus' name. I receive my breakthrough now. 
in Jesus' name. I receive my inheritance now. In Jesus' name. I receive a greater measure of the power of God right now. In Jesus' name. Come Holy Spirit. Fill this temple. Fill this temple. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. I am filled with the Holy Ghost. I am rim to rim full of the Holy Ghost. I am border to boundary filled with the Holy Ghost. From the top to the bottom, Holy Ghost. Because this temple is the body of the Holy Ghost. This body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Fill me, Holy Spirit. Like a river flow out. Overflow. Overflow. Let that healing touch the people around me. Lord, I know. I'm going to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Tell him right now, Lord, I know. I'm mature. I understand. My thinking is right. I lay hands on the sick. They will recover. Because you, Holy Ghost, are a river. And you're flowing in me. You're flowing through me. You're flowing out of me. Rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. Flowing. Hallelujah. I want you to take, grab somebody by the hand right now. Take, take, touch somebody right now. And let that healing flow. Right now, you're a man or woman of God. You're mature saying, right now, I just prayed it, now I'm releasing it. Healing flow. Just say, lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Right now, just touch them. Touch them. You say, well, I'm healing them, they're healing me. Yep, that's right. Glory to God. Let the river flow. Let the river flow. Just take somebody. If you can get somebody on both sides, that's fine. Just let it flow. Let it flow. You can't, you can't dam it up. This isn't for a reservoir. This is, this is rivers of living water. It's got to flow out of you. Belly, out of your belly. Got to flow, got to flow. So declare it right now. Healing flow. Let, let that be your mature words that you say in the name of Jesus. Healing flow. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Hallelujah. You're laying hands on them. You're laying hands on them. They shall recover. They shall recover. Right now, they shall recover. I'm telling you, things they didn't even know they had, that's getting, they're getting healed of right now. Things they knew they had that, that maybe report said could never go away. It's incurable. Hallelujah. There's a healing flow that flows right now through Jesus Christ uh, that can heal that which is incurable in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now say, let blessings flow. Bless them, Lord. Just go ahead and release it. Bless them, Father. Let the blessings flow through me. I'm, I'm mature. I understand. The more I let it flow through me, the more I have access to. So I'm not holding on to it. I'm letting it flow. Blessings. Let the blessings flow through me. Bless them, Lord. Bless their family. Go ahead and just pray. Bless their family. Bless their children. Bless their grandchildren. Bless their relationships. Bless, their, bless them in the workplace. Bless them in the marketplace. Bless them, Lord. Bless them. Bless them, Lord God. And now I want you to declare in the name of Jesus that the love of God would seal their hearts and their minds from this day forward in Jesus' name. Amen! Hallelujah!